Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talking About podcast. It's our Friday night postgame holiday edition. The Sixers just defeated the LA Clippers at home to finish their homestand 7-0. 119-114. Came back from a 20-point deficit in the first half to pull out the win. Arguably the best win of the season. Um, we'll discuss that with our friend Dave Early from Liberty Ballers. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Great. After that win, much better night. Yeah, we were just kind of chatting offline and down 20 in the first half. It could have easily been, uh, well, the Clippers are a really good team. Kawhi and Paul George are both playing extremely well at the start of the game. They have great depth. You know, you're just not going to win them all, obviously, like six and one homestand still really good. You could just chalk it up to an off night and everybody can move on and focus on the Christmas Day game against the Knicks. But instead, Sixers come roaring back in the third quarter, take the lead, um, have, have a nice little run at the, the start of the fourth. And the Clippers came back, but the Sixers were able to finish it off down the stretch. So I, I kind of teased it in the open. Do, do you feel like this is the best one in the season for these Sixers? I mean, without looking at the schedule, my gut instinct is yes. Um, I was prepared to to start trolling and say it was it's a checkbook win for Steve Ballmer. They have the second highest payroll in the entire league with like $190 million. They've got guys like Robert Covington and Amir Coffey who don't even play. Meanwhile, we would love having guys like that on the Sixers bench. They are stacked. And when we were down by 20, you know, I was moving on too, just like you were thinking about Christmas day game and maybe beating the Knicks, but um you always look for what turned the game, and it was the last couple minutes of the half. Uh, it's kind of a cliche. You always hear the broadcaster say, you know, if you could just get it to X by the half. Right. And they, they closed that second quarter on a eight-point run, basically. So it was 12 at the half. It had just been 20. So right when you thought they might quit, it was manageable going into halftime, and that I feel like that was huge. Yeah, for sure. It was... They kept, they kept chipping away. They didn't let the game get out of hand. And then they had the big run in the third. Um, I think it was a 25 to eight run or something like it that. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I just, at one point I tweeted like just Sixers because they were just going crazy with the threes. Harden was just dishing to everyone who was drilling them, Melton and Niang. Yeah. it A, a lot of good per- performances and contributions tonight, but you mentioned Harden. So we, we got to start there. The man tied the Sixers franchise record with 21 assists. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain and Mo Cheeks had both previously held that record for the Sixers franchise. So a lustrous company for the beard just did it in every way possible tonight. Like 
beautiful entry passes to Joel Embiid, the the kickaheads uh, in the transition, the little pocket passes in the pick and roll, and, and feeding guys underneath the swings around the three point arc, just the full display of his passing prowess tonight. And uh, finished with a triple double: twenty points, eleven assists, twenty one. Or sorry. 11 rebounds, 21 assists. Um, not a great shooting performance um, on the interior for Harden, just 6 of 17 from the field, but was accurate from behind the arc, 3 of 6 from 3. Uh, aside from his his struggles in the painted area, just a tremendous performance from Harden. He's really looking more and more comfortable um, finding his teammates and, and knowing the spots they're going to be in uh, as they get more on-court time together. Uh, Dave, what have you seen from his evolution these last couple of weeks. Well, as a playmaker, it's just crazy. Joel Embiid was just telling ESPN's Cassidy Hubbard that, you know, he needs to be more of a playmaker now, which could be construed as a shot, like that he needs to be more of a playmaker because obviously he's not the 30 to 40 point scorer he once was. But at the same time, it's so obvious that it's not really an insult at this point. Um, but then Joel finished it by saying he'll pro- he's probably going to lead the league in assists. So a little bit of foreshadowing there. Harden, who wore this like horizontal striped pink, white, and black furry sweater to the game. And my buddy texted me, you know, you know Harden's gonna have a huge game with this outfit. So I thought that was I was giving him a hard time because he was killing me with the catch and shoot threes. When they were down by 18 points, the ball would find him open and he would bounce it. He would take a bump from Morris. And then he would swing a hot potato to Embiid, who had to jack up a long three-pointer and get blocked by Zubac because there was really nothing he could do. And Zubac knew he had to jack it up. And it was killing me that he wasn't Harden wasn't putting up those catch-and-shoot threes. Finally, they bounced one to him. And maybe that's in his head. And he's like, oh, that's kind of like dribbling. And he, and he drilled it. And suddenly it was a five-point game. And you felt like some momentum really swung with that one. Yeah, a lot of pivotal moments in that second half where they were able to, you know, counter Clippers runs and then make make the the big surge of their own. And across the board, everybody chipped in. Harden was obviously the, the main orchestrator of all the action. Um, Joel, of course, the other superstar who stepped up tonight for the team, 40 points. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, no, 40. What did he finish with? 44 points. And seven boards, three assists, steal, a couple blocks. So, and he finished with plenty of MB, MVP chance as he basically <laughs> ended the game at the line. Yep, closed it out, and we we talk about it a lot, but it's such a nice luxury to have a big man who's as accurate at the foul line like Joel. I just remember, you know, all the the great teams of the late '90s, early 2000s that were led by by centers who were questionable at the free throw line and you, you always had to in the back of your mind do the oh are they going to take him out of the game because they don't want to have to yeah this guy gets start just getting fouled every time down the court and have to, have to play that game out and you have your your superstar center here for the Sixers who yeah 80 80 plus percent free throw shooter you, you just feel totally confident of having him at the line to close these games out so it's just a really nice luxury but his performance overall tonight was outstanding. You know, 18 for 30 from the field, seven for seven from the line. Just the, the mid range game was really on point for Joel tonight. Just looked 
uber confident in those those elbow jumpers of his and a lot of like little step backs uh to because you know Zubach is a, a solid defender and he, he had one or two moments where he you know he got the better of Joel but Joel obviously by and large won won that matchup but uh, <laughs> but uh yeah he's it's like commonplace now like oh 44 from Joel we're like oh maybe we'll get to 50 and that's just like <laughs> another night for him at this point um it's it's it was pretty crazy incredible. because yeah it's crazy because um our Paul Hudrick was was texting us like Kawhi looks like uh, post retirement comeback Jordan with these mid range shots, and he did. <laughs> he did like twelve of nineteen, so robotic. You absolutely couldn't face him. When the Sixers went up by ten, he came back into the game, and like they immediately had a lead again, didn't they? So for him to play so well, and I know he's not one hundred percent. He has another level to reach, which is scary. But for him to play so well, and then for Joel to actually one-up him in such dominant fashion with 44 points. Huge achievement because Kawhi was was dominating this game quietly. And I was thinking to myself at times, I love the way the offense is is functioning this game. It's it's not just iso ball. The ball's not sticking with Joe like we've seen. It's not just a hardened bob and weave trying to get one pocket pass to Joel, which doesn't even create an advantage, which we've seen. The ball was really moving well. And I was thinking maybe Embiid isn't putting up like dinosaur numbers tonight and i look and he has 34 points on like yeah. 23 shots and i'm like oh my goodness this is the quietest dominance and so we're just so used to it now yeah it really is um just another night which is incredible to think about because for a lot of guys this would be a career performance and yep. it was you know maybe not even a top three to five game for Joel this season. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kawhi was, you know, he was a killer tonight. He he finished with uh, 28 on 12 of 19 shooting. Just absolutely seemed automatic on those mid-range jumpers. Um, yeah, but good good for Joel. I'm sure to, I'm sure he has some demons uh, internally facing Kawhi after, given the, the history mm. between, between those two individuals. So yeah, good, good for him to come out on top tonight and and for the Sixers as a whole to get this win against a Clippers team that's you know really good it's I I think you wrote in a a piece either this morning or a couple days ago that uh the Clippers have the third best title odds coming out of the of the west now and uh higher than the Sixers so highly regarded as a a team that's going to be doing some damage. And of course that's because they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard too. If they're healthy, that's a duo that can, you can stack up against anybody in the league. And they also have great depth, as you mentioned earlier with, you know, their, their bench unit is arguably, I would say the best bench unit in the league. And they have guys Mm -hmm. that don't even play that like Covington and coffee, who would be contributors on nearly every other team in the league. So just as a totally stacked roster and the fact that the Sixers came out on top, I think says a lot about their, uh, their toughness, their, their fortitude in, in not giving up when they were down 20 and just a, a good showing tonight. I mean, I, I think I, I, while we were discussing earlier, I looked at the schedule. I think the only comparable wins would be they beat Brooklyn when it was the, the hospital Sixers 
So that was mm-hmm. kind of like a really fun win, but I don't think it said a lot like big picture about where this team is because, you know, they were missing their, their top dogs. So and people I were making this... fun of Brooklyn at the time. They weren't like red hot. Beating yeah. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, the, the win looks a lot better now that Brooklyn is, you know, winning seemingly every game and has been on fire lately. So there's that they, they beat the bucks of course, which was a really good win. So probably, probably the bucks or, or this as far as, uh, and the Phoenix game, but Phoenix was missing some people, so I don't know. I think I think I'd go with this this or the Bucks game as I think. I think down by twenty, I would give it to this. Yeah. To this one. All right. So, really excellent performance for the Sixers tonight. Um, we're gonna come back and talk about some of the uh, the other guys who contributed to the win, and then end with a little holiday. The Anthony. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, we, we he's up next, and then we're gonna talk. Uh, <laughs> a little holiday segment to, to end on for, for this holiday weekend. So we're going to take a break here from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just got to have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. All right, and we're back. Dave, you clearly had some thoughts on D'Anthony Melton, who finished with 13 points, three assists, three steals. I'll, I'll give you the floor. I mean, he's just what an unbelievable pickup by the Sixers. He's been so instrumental. It's hard to overstate that. He only had 13 points, but he was a game high plus 17. The team just like blew the doors off the Clippers while he was out on the floor. Basically, uh, they. His three steals were great. His three-point shots were great. You get guys looking for him in the corners now. He did take one heat check where he where he was way off, but we'll give him that um, five for ten. Just such a helpful two-way player and fits so well with a team that has James Harden on it. Yeah, we've talked all season what a great connecting piece he is and hit, hit some really big momentum-swinging threes in the second half tonight. Uh, finished three of seven from behind the arc. Um, j- just shot the ball a lot better than I think we kind of anticipated coming into the season um, following the acquisition. I-, I think he had he had a couple tough games when the Sixers were super shorthanded and him and Shake were like shooting 20 sometimes each every night. He had some ugly lines then. But when he's been able to be like a third, fourth, or fifth option, uh, I think he's been pretty consistently solid for them, um, getting to play off the stars. And yeah, just like you said, great, terrific acquisition. Um, 
Do you have any thoughts or opinions on the whole what do you do when the team's healthy vis-a-vis -vis, like do you go three guard starters do you does Melton go back to the bench I, I saw a maxi bench idea floating around do you have any opinions on that that whole matter yeah I, I don't really care so much about the starter starting thing I know Tyrese is set to get paid so if Tyrese you know, if you if you want that to go well and he really wants to start, I'm not sure he would really campaign or pine for it. But I'm down for experimentation across the board. Um, let's see. It looks like Aaron Grugan at Liberty Bars is saying what Doc said, that we left Tobias and James in with the bench in the second half, and I thought that was a good move by us. And so I think there's room for more just kind of mix and match in general. You know, from last year, we didn't get to see a lot of Matisse plus Danny Green. There were some lineups where we wanted to see how the team looked with their two best wing defenders out there, especially when they're struggling against these apex small forwards. And this team that they beat tonight has two of them. Um, so, you know, how might the team look with Melton plus this guy, Melton and Matisse in certain lineups? Could you get more out of Melton over Tucker here and there? You want to bring Maxi off the bench like Popovich used to do with Manu, even though he's your third best player. I'd be fine with it. Um, I don't really care who starts, but I think more mixing and matching couldn't be a bad thing. A little less high bench combos, you know, stagger those starters, mix them in with the bench guys. We saw that work out well tonight. Shake, Shake was playing with the starters really well. Tobias and James were playing with the bench really well. There's room to grow and. You know, the, the sub tweet here is that Doc Rivers likes to play his starting unit together more than any other coach in the league. And I would like to see him do less of that. That's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, a little less rigidity with uh, the, there being units mm -hmm. and just, yeah, just keep the guys flowing in and out of the lineup. Um, I don't I don't see how you could ever have Maxi go to the bench. It, it just as like a. And and a narrative and like a an an arc for him that just doesn't seem right. Maybe maybe he could do it for one or two games to get him like oh we're just getting him ramped up to game conditioning or whatever. Yeah, let's but see how he does with his foot. Yeah, like the vibes for him were just too great, and people were like, oh, he he could be an all star, and the fact that he's like one of the most loved Philadelphia athletes to come through in quite some time for like on and off the court. Uh, I, I just don't see that. I mean, the, I I understand you lose a, bit, a little bit of a defensive prowess when you have a hardened maxi starting backcourt as opposed to having Melton in there, but Melton's going to play enough. You just put him back to the bench. He's still going to play 30 minutes. And if, if you're worried about him guarding a top guard or something, just have him sub in four minutes into the game. Um, or if it's a matchup where you, you can afford to not have Tucker in the starting lineup because there's not like a big wing scorer that you're worried about, then then go three guard. Um, but yeah, I don't the, the maxi as a super sub type Manu, like all respect to Manu, like that that's not typically how things work. You don't put one of your best players as a as a six man. Just yeah, I'm I'm not in on that. <laughs> But uh, I, I don't I don't really anticipate that happening either. But yeah, just the fact that that, that was even floating around, I felt like we need to squash that. Um, <laughs> but I think you I think you squashed it pretty good. All right. Um, yeah, other good performance. You you mentioned Shake. Uh, 
he ended up having a pretty rough plus minus, but I thought he played well and he just didn't happen to be on the court when they made their big surge, but 13 points, six of 10 from the field. Um, really good, like individual shot making on his own tonight. Um, and we saw that when he was carrying the offense, when everybody was hurt, but good to see him do it on a night when the, the other guys were playing. Um, also Paul Reed didn't get the first half, uh, backup center minutes, but it became pretty clear. This was not a game where Trez Harrell should be playing like just rough five minutes of action for Trez. So Paul Reed got the nod to start the fourth quarter, ended up playing really well. Uh, only had two points, but good activity. He, he had a block that, uh, started a transition opportunity that ended up in a George and Yang three, um, like active on the glass in the sense that didn't have uh, any rebounds himself, but he was fighting a lot down there, which caused some like carom situations. One led to a Niang offensive rebound and a bucket for the Sixers. Um, Just really good energy from Reed tonight and no like glaring mistakes that we'd seen recently that had caused him to lose some playing time. So uh, I, I guess good for Doc for knowing this wasn't a Trez night and being willing to call the audible. Can can we credit him there, Dave? Or do we have to? Do we have to? Uh... I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a little bit of credit there for knowing the audible, but I'm also gonna take it back by saying you know that Trez isn't going to be the guy you should be relying on for matchups against the top teams in the NBA. So why would you go so many games without Reed and then hope that he can come in ice cold and play well? I mean, Reed to his credit hit the trifecta. It's hard to do what he did come in you're not in rhythm you haven't been playing with these guys much they won the minutes with Paul Reed on the floor I mean I'm going to repeat that they won the minutes with Paul Reed on the floor that's not something that we should expect we would happily lose that as long as we were losing it slowly um, and just buying some time to get Joel a rest but he got a block and he provided a lob threat to James and people were saying Doc was saying we go to Trez because we need a lob threat Hey, Reed caught one. So, you know, I would keep him a little bit more fresh. Credit to Doc for knowing, but he's done that in the past. I remember he benched Dwight Howard a couple of years ago when the Lakers came to town. I was like, all right, he he kind of understands. And then last year, he benched DeAndre Jordan against the Bucks and went with Paul Millsap. So he goes like 10 games in a row playing the guy who isn't a great matchup for the best teams in the league. And then when the best team comes, he benches that guy and asks someone else to play ice cold. It's weird. It shouldn't be what they do, but it worked tonight. So hopefully uh, we'll see Reed buried less. Um, And to your point about Shake, I know the plus minus wasn't there, but he was playing in some lineups where Kawhi was on and Joel was off. And that's really tough. Some of those weird, like one legged floaters he was hitting, like take a bump and then lean backwards and drill a a mid ranger. Those are really hard shots. Uh, Jake Bishop wrote a great profile, so it was fun to see him have a good game off the bench tonight. Yeah, you need those guys that can kind of create something from nothing every once in a while when the offense is bogged down or the shot clock is winding down and just to be able to kind of create separation on your own and still and still hit shots in, in a tough situation. That's that's always valuable. So Shake has certainly come on in uh, that department this season in a big way. He hit a pull up a pull up three in transition, but did he not get credit for it? I'm looking at his box score. Over one from deep. No, um, I don't recall that. So maybe maybe it was a foot on the line or something. Must um, have, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't remember him having a three. Um, but yeah, like we said, really solid team win tonight. Just good, good resolve just to fall behind by 20. And then the key fighting, as you said, they they closed to a manageable deficit at a half. And then to really take control and, and charge charge back into the game in the third quarter. And, you know, it was led by the superstars. Obviously, if if James Harden doesn't have a historic night distributing and Joel doesn't have a, what for him is a an A game, not an A plus game, but for anyone else would be an A plus 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 game. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's obviously the the main fulcrum of what the uh, the team's effort was tonight. But they had a lot of other guys chip in, and that's what you need against a team like the Clippers that are also led by stars, but have good roster depth. Um, you know, to go go nine deep, ten deep uh, with really strong contributors. So Sixers were able to match that tonight with good performances from their supporting cast. So important stuff. Great win, 119-114, arguably the best win of the season for the Sixers. Um, we're going to end. It's uh, you know Christmas this weekend, holiday season. We want to ask each other, what what would you ask for the Sixers to receive under the tree this year? What yeah, you can take it in whatever direction you want, Dave. But what if uh, Christmas morning Sixers were to receive one gift, what would you want it to be? Well, can it be like something in the future? Yeah, can be can be anything. I want the three seed. Can I ask for that? Sure. All right. I want to. I want a top three seed. Um, I know I have been banging the drum for load management, and that could cost us that, right? Um, but I think that it would go a long way to uh, improving their title odds. So you want James Harden to play 41 minutes every night like he did tonight <laughs> just I, honestly, to I ensure see, they get the three seed. <laughs> I want to see him take plenty of nights off or play some 32-minute games, but guys like Maxi and Shake cobble it together. Joel is Joel. Melton continues this. I mean, we got good performances out of Tobias and Niang tonight. I think they have enough to buy James some time and still get the three seed. It's threading a slim needle. I understand that, but I think that's your your championship path. You got to get there. You got to get a top three seed, and you got to be one hundred percent healthy. What about you? I I just want to see their their main guys all together for like a month, at least yeah. a month. Six <laughs> games. We only have a six game so far. That three. that's what I want. I. I know every year we say we want them to be healthy in the postseason, and of course I want that, but. Even before then, I just I just want to see like a full month of what this team looks like with their starters and Melton and Niang and Shake. What what is that team? Let's have a proper evaluation of what they're capable of, what their ceiling is, and then we can go from there. But we haven't seen yet. It's really all I want. I you look back, you look back at that game against the Bucks, the second game of the year, and you're like that Joel Embiid was half as good as this one at most. Yeah. He he was not himself. He had the plantar fasciitis, the conditioning coming off of that. And if if he was the guy that's, you know, putting up 30 without breaking a sweat and making 44 look like a, a good, not great night, 
Um, ha- having that... me check, like, wait, does Joel only have 18 points when he's <laughs> twice twice that? <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he's been, yeah, as you said, like basically twice the player he was to start the season. Um, James has looked outstanding since uh, the post-Houston return game. So I want to see these guys. I want to see Maxi spreading up and down the court. And I want to see this version of Melton who looks uber confident. And Tobias saying, tell a friend to tell a friend that I'm a sharpshooter. I want to see all that at one time. If And I, and I want to see it for like a few weeks. <laughs> tell a friend, tell your agent, I'm a sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's 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 the gift I want. Just I like it. I like it. We want yeah. to see these guys out there together. Because yeah. I feel like they... They probably have the pieces. I, I don't I don't feel like there's any big moves that need to be made. I think there's obviously some tweaking that needs to, to, ha- to happen just one or two spots on the edge. But, you know, if all these guys are, are hitting on all the cylinders at one time, I think I think there might be enough. And I just want to I just want to see it for, and be able to give, give it a, a proper assessment. Yeah, I'm not expecting big changes. Um, Brian Toprek Toprekt any dreams of like major <laughs> major splashes right by saying yeah there there, the there are cap and asset issues that that make it difficult yeah so i think this is pretty much the team we're working with maybe they'll do a minor move but if they did it would be like a lot of guys who were pretty useful going out the door i think so yeah it's it's not like they have any dead weight salary that can just be moved out and it's like, Oh, they didn't lose anything. And they gained this guy who will be helpful for the rotation. Like either people aren't making anything or they're not going to be useful from a cap person point point of view in a trade or they're, you know, utterly vital to the rotation already. So it's, it's hard to, hard to see significant upgrades happening. Um, and, And they also don't have many of their picks available for trade either. So not, I wouldn't expect any huge help coming in February, but um, you know, maybe maybe Daryl has a trick up his sleeve, but I, I I don't anticipate it. So, but I like I said, I do think they they might have enough if if everything clicks and everything uh, kind of gels correctly at the right time. So we'll see. But I I, I just want to I want a chance to see it. I wanted to see it. Um, if I could ask for another gift, I'm going to ask for hard, some more hard and catch and shoot threes because that really unlocks another dimension to this offense if he's willing to take those. Yeah, and he took one or two where he was a couple feet behind the arc, like uh, back yep. when the. I'm not a hundred. I think they still have it, but they have the four point line at their practice facility. Um, Harden was basically posted up from that, and he hit, he uh, attempted a couple catch and shoots from from there so yeah good good gravity when he's able to offer that as a threat to the defense um and yeah it just really helps in a lot of different areas when when he's willing to do that and and presenting that as a threat and uh it just opens up other as you said opens up other areas of the court for everyone else right but all right dave well this was a fun one tonight uh Good chatting with you about an exciting Sixers win. 7-0 and on the homestand. Just... And red hot heading to Christmas Day where the <laughs> national TV that hates the process is going to have to talk about this. Yeah, against uh, a Knicks team that's playing pretty well, right? They are, but yeah, they had won seven in a row themselves, I believe, or six before they lost to Spicy P and the Raptors, I believe. 
yeah so that'll be fun on christmas day nick's sixers um hope everyone has a wonderful holiday uh hope hope you stay warm uh, a lot of areas of the country right now that are just bitterly cold um so yeah stay warm and uh enjoy sixers basketball on christmas thanks for listening dave where can everybody find you on uh on social media and online you can follow me on twitter at david early like early morning and i write for liberty ballers thanks for uh thanks for hosting tonight absolutely yeah it was fun conversation after a fun win um i'm sean kennedy at philly fast break on twitter happy holidays everyone we'll talk to you next week Support for this episode has come from eBay. You know real when you feel it. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you don't have to wonder. You know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be checked by experts and verified authentic. Maybe it's a designer handbag, sneakers that pop, jewelry that shines as bright as you do. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.